The Lapsed Traffic Podcast has brought you over 300 shows, driver and media interviews, awesome stories and entertainment, and one of the coolest fantasy leagues around. Get ready for another exciting season. Sit back, relax, and try not to get lapped. Now, here is your host, the Professor. What is up, Lap Traffic Nation? Welcome to episode 307 of the Lap Traffic Podcast. Yes, I am your host, the Professor Brandon Crowd. And I mean, you couldn't ask for a more perfect intro in general, but to have a wrestling style intro going into WrestleMania weekend, oh, it's awesome. This weekend's going to be fun. I'll get to that here in just a second. Um, I mean, what a jam-packed weekend of racing we had this past weekend as well. March Madness. Oh, so much to dive into here. Hope you all had a fantastic weekend. It was busy. Like I said, Friday, uh, we went to dinner with some friends downtown for Lindsay's birthday, which was awesome. Saturday, did some cooking, hung out, watched the trucks, Xfinity at Coda. Sunday, went to breakfast, was outside a little bit. All good things. And I'm, like I said, very excited for this weekend as I'm doing a ride along with my cousin, who's a police officer, a couple cities over. Uh, and I can't wait to report back on that next week because it's uh, it's going to be entertaining. Uh, I, I have a feeling. So looking forward to that. And like I said. It's WrestleMania weekend, which is going to be awesome. Uh, Dustin Albino, who if you've been listening to the show for a while, is a uh, big wrestling fan and doing his thing over at jsky.com, has not been on yet this year. Scott Page kicked things off back on episode 300. So I might have to see if Dustin wants to come on next week for a little NASCAR wrestling crossover. He was also at Coda, so would love to get his takes on that as well. So we'll uh, we'll see if we can't get Dustin lined up for next week. Last week, Christian Eckes, hope you enjoyed that. Uh, Twitter Spaces worked on Friday, which was awesome, so that's a good thing there. And uh, I'll be honest, Twitter Spaces this week with uh, Brian, uh, maybe either on hold till next week or might have to see if Aaron can jump in because I can only do it on Thursday night this week. And Aaron, or I'm sorry, Brian has to work Thursday night. So uh, we'll see. Stay tuned to social media for that. Coming up tonight, though, got a jam-packed show for you. Very excited about tonight's show. Uh, Jeremy Clements, who has not been on in a very long time, is going to be on in just a second. Lots to talk about, obviously, from Coda. Got your guys' input as well. Social media, all that good stuff. And not just one, but two editions of Catching Up with Lap Traffic. I've got two listeners, followers that were at Coda this weekend. And hey, why not? Let's get as many uh, views and takes as possible. So I've got uh, two listeners that are going to call in later on in the show with that, as well as Lap Traffic Fantasy to close it out. So without further ado, let's talk to Jeremy Clements. All right, Lap Traffic Nation, joining me on the line, making a second appearance on the show. He is the driver of the family-owned 51, coming off a of top 15 this past weekend at Coda. Welcome back to the show, Jeremy Clements. Jeremy, what's up, man? How are you? Hey, guys. Doing great. Excellent. Thanks for having me on the show. Awesome. Thanks for coming on. Thanks for being back. Uh, your last time on the show, 2017. Um, things have changed and some exciting things to uh, catch up with you on, man. So thanks for coming on. 
Yeah, wow. It's been a it's been a while uh, that that I've been on this show, so that's uh, that's pretty cool. Rack uh, six about six years later, man. It, it, time flies. I'm telling you. Uh, yeah, it's it's crazy, man. And you know, you you've been around for a while in the Xfinity series and 2017 uh, you know you kind of put that stamp out there and you know letting everybody know hey we're, we're here and we're going to do some things and man it has been uh, fun to watch you and the your team and the organization grow uh, kind of along with the podcast just because that was the first year of the show and so anybody that was on the show you know I paid extra close attention to so so it's it's been fun to uh, kind of go side by side in, in a very very small way and kind of grow with you because that's when you guys really turn the heat up on things and um, yeah man it's been fun to watch. I appreciate that man. It's it's every year we try to grow and get better and it just takes. Uh, it, it honestly just takes more money. <laughs> more, <laughs> it does, it's crazy more. how everything does that nowadays. <laughs> yeah, more money. Uh, more people uh, just to be able to get better equipment to make these cars faster to do better simulations and just get better engines everything it just takes it all but this xfendi series is the strongest competition wise it's been in, in years so there's it's this field is super stacked and uh yeah i mean it's it's hard to get a top 10 right now for us uh so yeah i mean We've had two top 15s the past two weeks, but that's uh, I, I you know I'm not going to be satisfied until we're we're in victory lane again. But man, we've got our work cut out for us racing with these big teams for sure, man. So talk you know talk a little bit about that for a minute if you can. You know, granted, you know even though there's other you know other organizations have teammates, uh, you know or you know manufacturer alliances, um, you know what what are you able to to kind of get from from you know some colleagues and and friends out there uh in the garage with you not a whole lot I mean, we, don't, <laughs> we don't get anything from uh those those kind of teams i mean uh more and more with chevy trying to get them behind us and they have gotten behind us more and more every year helping us and uh jordan anderson's team and and our team work together uh in a way so They've, they've got different cars, though, so it's really hard for us to even compare sure. cars. They've got RCR cars. We still got uh, the Ganassi cars that we got and that we started running in 2019 when, when they shut their Xfinity deal down. So, uh, yeah, just, just hard to compare. Sure. And, and then this year, you know, the rules have changed with the no-skew rule and the rear ends, and that's really changed a lot for us. So we kind of had to start over because uh, everything in the rear end of these cars is different now basically so it's uh it's made us go back to the drawing board and and try to figure out these setups and how to make the cars go around the track again and uh that can be a pain to be honest because uh you kind of had you, you kind of knew where you need to be and now we're we're, we're trying to start over but it's very challenging <laughs> i'm telling you guys that to, to run an xfinity team on your own and build your own engines and and run older equipment uh and and yet try to be a top contending team week in and week out at all these different types of tracks no absolutely and and not to mention you know trying to go in and chase down them sponsorship dollars too you know i could only you know limited guys probably at the shop uh coming to the track and and trying to oh by the way you know go attract new sponsors it's 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 
I can only imagine the grind. Oh yeah, for sure. The and, and trying to get uh, partners on these cars, on these Chevys, and keep the partners happy, and then get more and more, so you can uh, keep keep getting the team better and better. It, it's definitely it's definitely a challenge everywhere you turn. I got to wear a lot of different hats every day. I, I work tw- I, all the time, twenty four seven on this stuff. Uh, from from trying to make the car faster, working on the car, getting sponsors, uh, booking travel for my guys, keeping your people where they need to be. It, it, it's it's something nonstop, man. It'd make you want to pull your hair out, to be honest. <laughs> I can only imagine, man. Um, let's talk about this past weekend at Coda. I mean, what a wild road course weekend. Uh, you started 25th, finished 14th. Uh, take us through, you know, you, your team's weekend and, uh, talk about the race. Yeah. Coda was uh, a wild race for sure. I mean, that place, the way it leads into turn one, there, it's super wide. And then it funnels down into a sharp, sharp left-handed turn that you're in first gear. So, everybody's trying to outbreak everybody and then you come in there like bumper cars and you just hope to get out of the other end unscathed and, and go in the right direction. But yeah, we unloaded and, and thought we were, I thought it was going to be better than we were, but, uh, we were really loose. And again, it kind of goes back to this rule change deal. We just kind of didn't know where to start and you get 20 minutes. So, you know, a lap around Coda, two minutes and, uh, you know, 15, 16, 17 seconds long. So I mean, you don't get you don't get much time. So I think we made two runs, and then uh, didn't get the car tight enough for us, and then didn't get it cooled down good and taped up enough for qualifying, and we only ended up 25th. But the the field was super stacked. I remember uh, a tenth would have put us 20th, and then another tenth or two we'd have been like 15th or so. And uh, so the, the the field was just so so stacked. But uh, yeah, then we uh, took off in the race, and um, we got the we we were a little bit better in the race, but still, we we actually tightened up too much for the race. Now I think about it, because uh, I was like, man, tighten me up where I can turn the wheel, and the car is not just trying to turn around on me. So sure, we did that, and then we got too tight, and we need to go back. Unfortunately, they didn't hear me over the radio telling telling them what to do. And first stop, we didn't do anything. And then the second stop, we got a penalty saying we pitted over the line, which we actually didn't. Uh, like we had a, we've got a camera at the pit box and it shows it. But NASCAR has their own uh, computer stuff that says we did. So I guess, I guess hindsight, <laughs> we, just, we can't be that close to this, this invisible wall, whatever, uh, that were the white line, but we weren't even touching it. But anyway, uh, it's the same. We had starting to back work our way back up to 14th and that's that's where we ended up we were right there behind the 88 and some other guys were backing up to us but we needed a caution uh to you know to get to them we were just a few car lengths from them but i had really used up all my tires everything i had at that point and uh was gonna need a caution to 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 get uh, another opportunity but yeah we're the first non-big team that finished in the top 15 and and a lot of the days, that's what you're going. If you can get that, that's a good day for you. Uh, running, being a small team. Absolutely, man. No, that's that's funny. Um, talk about uh, you know the 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 lack of stage breaks, if if you will. First time NASCAR did that this weekend at a road course. Um, you know, 
obviously, can, depending on the, how the race is going, that can enhance the entertainment perspective for the fans. It can make it worse. You know, what, what did you guys think of that as, as an actual race team and you as a driver? Yeah, I want to keep our fans entertained, but you're just not going to please everybody. We, we, that's for sure. I mean, yep. some people like vanilla ice cream. Some people <laughs> like chocolate. You know what I mean? Yep. So, yep. I mean, some people are going to like that we have no stage breaks and they're going to like to see the strategy that different teams play and how all that unfolds. And then other people are going to get bored because we're strung out. So I, I don't know the right answer to all that, really. Uh, I, I like that they did try something and that we're going to try it this way and see what happens. But, uh, yeah, I enjoyed it. I, I like I like having strategy, and we all knew where the strategy was before. Sure. Because we've all, we've all played this game plenty of times now to know, and, you you know, you're going to pit two, two laps or so, three laps, four laps before the stage break so you can get track position, or you're going to stay out and get at stage points. That's You got two options. So yeah. this definitely made it. For us, uh, the, it opened the, the notebook for us to, to try a lot of different things, depending on how the race was going to go. So I enjoyed it, and I and I look forward to, to more of it. Really awesome. Um, you know, obviously, uh, Coda's a, it's it's its own beast. Uh, will, will anything uh, translate for you guys to to some of the other road courses that are maybe more traditional NASCAR road courses than you know? the beast that coda is if you will yeah yeah coda is definitely a beast of its own you got high speed hard breaking tight corners first year a lot for us i mean yeah it's got it all for a road course technical um right off the top of my head i don't i don't know <laughs> i don't know if any track is like it that we're racing on but i look at sonoma coming up in June, we've never raced there in Xfinity Series. I've never raced there, but I think that's that's definitely it's not a high speed track at all. It's a it's a low speed technical lose grip need four drive kind of track. So we can take some of that stuff from Coda to that as far as that part because you do lose uh, time over Coda as the tires wear and you're in, in those low speed sections, and so you can kind of take that part from it and apply it to to sonoma so that that'll be good for us uh anyway i think awesome very cool um you know as we as we mentioned at the start you know you fit, you picked up that first win back in 2017 it felt like you guys came close so many times uh but finally got back to victory lane last year uh got that playoff spot um talk about the the strength of the team and how that's grown um you know you guys have been around like i said a long time um you know w what did the, the first win do to then help catapult to the second win to to playoffs you know from from the organization perspective you know what have those uh you know um you know checklists b bullet point items that you guys have been able to accomplish you know how's that helped you guys i feel like that you know going into when we won road america i mean i, I always i love the road courses because they're fun i didn't grow up a road course guy i grew up dirt track guy so to me sling the car around a road course in a way is similar to dirt racing and and i think it kind of correlates some and but anyway i i don't know i don't know how we won that race and i, I don't know how that i started liking road courses but it all just happened and i thought 
man, we could pick up our first one in a road course. And then we did. So, you know, every year we learned to learn how to get the car better, how to, you know, I mean, we started from nothing. We didn't know what steering box to run, brakes, transmission. I mean, we learned every year what not to do most times. Sure. <laughs> so <laughs> we just kept applying that. I mean, nobody tells you what to do. Nobody wants to help you, you know, especially when you start beating them. They're not going to help. These teams are not going to help you at all. Nobody, your friends aren't going to help you. You're you're on your own. So you, you got to learn all this, and it just takes time. And unless you can just pay for an, a technical alliance with a team, you're on your own. But sure. That's what we did throughout the years. Got better and better. Won at Road America, which was amazing. And then, uh, yeah, I feel like a lot of the time we are pretty good at road course, but we're just lacking the overall speed we need everywhere, uh, really, uh, just to contend with the big teams. But uh, last year, winning at Daytona, that that that's a race that, in my head, I keep saying uh, Daytona and Talladega, if you can just survive, we can – have a shot anybody can and and we put ourselves in position and uh rode uh some of that race battled some of that race avoided the big one there at the end and then restarted fourth and then restarted second and then we then we won and it was just just everything worked for us that that night and it was just fantastic obviously the win at daytona was a dream come true for sure. us for me and the team and yeah, when we have our stuff together, I think that can be us any race. Uh, if we can just get it all together, get the car right, and keep keep building speed in these Chevys somehow, some way. Absolutely, man. Um, Jeremy, you got a very strong fan base that just continues to grow year after year. Uh, you know, sitting at home, uh, you know, paying attention to the race on on social media, uh, seeing people talk about Jeremy Clements and, and your race team. Uh, it's it's very cool to see. Uh, do you do you feel that at the track? Because uh, I definitely see it on social media that y- you just continue to grow a, a very strong fan base behind you. Yeah, I ve- I definitely feel it. I think it's it's freaking badass, and I, I love it. And I you know I want people to join our our bandwagon and uh, you know catapult us up to the next level and. And it means a lot to the team and I, for sure. And we just want to go out there and make Spartanburg our hometown proud and then and more and more of our fan base as we continue to try to grow and make our team better and better. And, and it does mean a lot to me, for sure. So I love it and greatly appreciate it. That's so cool, man. Uh, some new sponsors this year on the car, which is cool. You wanna Who, who are you going to have on the car uh, this, uh, this weekend at Richmond? And, and talk about some of the sponsorships that you guys have gotten. Yeah, man. So to to race thirty three races a year, you know, all across the the whole United States. I mean, yeah. from from California to the East Coast. I mean, it's hard to get this thing funded and funded the way it needs to be as well. So you got a lot of different partners to come in and complete that package. You know, it's uh, it, it you can't find that one and done. But uh, you know, this weekend we've got Spartan Waste and Fox Sports Spartanburg 98.3 FM on the car, and they they've grown with us the past two or three years together, and, and done more and more, and spent more with us. And you know, they go to a lot of races too with us, and they, we have fun together. We go out to eat, we go do escape rooms, we go drinking. I mean, you know, we have fun. So 
these are these are not just sponsors. These are truly friends. If if even if they didn't put a a single decal on that car, so that makes it that makes it pretty special. And uh, then we got high speed auto, and we and uh, we appreciate them coming on board as associate. And then, yeah, going down the road, uh, Martinsville got first Pacific funding. That'll be the next race after Richmond, which is two weeks. And man, you gotta love uh, action in Martinsville. That place Absolutely. is all <laughs> fun to watch. And then, uh, yeah, Talladega, we're back, uh, back to our all South one stop, uh, convenience store Chevy that, that we've seen. And that's one, that one Daytona. And, uh, yeah, I mean, we've got some, some, uh, new partners. We got apex coffee coming in at Chicago road course, and that's a new partner for us. So looking forward to having them on board and, and honestly trying their coffee. I've never even had it. So I'm really looking because I love some coffee. That's awesome. To, to, well, to yeah, doing, doing all the, the jobs you got to do, man, I can only imagine how much coffee you go through. <laughs> oh, for sure. And then we got wings, et cetera. They're doing three races in the summer, starting at Pocono and, and then uh, Michigan and Indy. And uh, we got uh, Whitetail Smokeless, who is on the car every week and is associate partner and they're doing road america as usual and kevin whitaker chevrolet in greenville south carolina that uh that's helped us every year so uh it's pretty cool we got uh one of the fan favorites boost pops at the second darlington race nice. that's always <laughs> that's always a, a a hit because uh you know these are these are popsicles for adults that that, that definitely will knock you on your feet if you if you choose to let it <laughs> oh so, that's yeah, man, fantastic we, we got a lot of lot of great partners, a lot of people that believe in us and the team that and that truly helps us and try to you know continue to push us to be better and to get better and hopefully uh, put more of these Chevys in Victory Lane. That's awesome, man. I love that, uh, Jeremy. Man, thank you so much for uh, taking some time out, calling in. It was great to catch back up with you. Uh, let's not let another six seasons go by before uh, we chat again. Would love to catch back up with you later in the year and uh, appreciate you coming on and uh, best of luck this weekend to you at Richmond. Oh, thank you guys so much. Look forward to the next chat and definitely don't need to make it six seasons. I mean, hell, we don't even know if we'll be here next year. So right. Absolutely. We, sounds good, buddy. Thank you. Thanks, man. Take care. We'll talk to you soon. All right. Lap Traffic Nation. Great to catch back up with Jeremy Clements there. Very cool. Uh, all right, let's talk a little bit about this past weekend at Coda. We had the uh, the trucks and Xfinity doubleheader there, which was a lot of fun. I love doubleheaders because it's it's one of those days to where you just have it on, and you've got racing on the TV for like you know eight hours. You know, obviously, you know we we all got stuff going on. It's it's hard to stay dialed in for a straight eight hours. But man, it's it's perfect background noise kind of thing, which is great. Zane Smith picking up. The win in the truck series this two wins in four races uh you know that's that's a strong statement uh for a strong team that's picking right back up where they left off last year which is a force to be reckoned with and you know we we had some definite comers and goers in the truck race and you know ben rhodes i mean i had him in lap traffic fantasy was looking like a great pick until the bottom literally fell out and um 
Unfortunately, that was the case for a lot of lat traffic fantasy players this weekend, and we'll get into that later in the show. Uh, Got to give a quick shout out to uh, lap traffic alum Tyler Ankrum on a top four there. That's got to be a nice a nice jolt for that team and that organization, which is awesome. And you know they're going to be at Texas this weekend while Xfinity and Cup are at Richmond. Would have loved to seen the truck series at Richmond. Uh, I think, you know, I think Richmond's been a little lackluster for some of you out there. I, I'm not going to necessarily disagree with that. Uh, however, I think the trucks would have put on a great show uh, as a Friday night or a Saturday night race at Richmond. And, you know, I think the truck series is is not lacking behind this year. Uh, and like I said, I think I talked about this a couple weeks ago and just, you know, it's basically the same schedule as last year for the trucks. Um, but I just feel it's a little different this year. I think that they just haven't hit rhythm and stride from a fan perspective and a short track, I think definitely would have gotten people hyped up coming off a, a fairly strong weekend at Coda for all three series uh, in, in reality. And to go to the uh, intermediate track mile and a half, um, I hope it delivers. I'm excited to watch the trucks, and we'll see uh, what we get this weekend from that. Xfinity Series, Dinger doing what Dinger does at road courses, and that's dominating and picking up a win. I really think that organization needed that win strong uh, for, for the team and for Colleg Racing. I feel like they've been in a little bit of a slump that started really around the playoff time last year. And to uh, to see them get a win early in the season, I think that's going to be a strong shot in the arm for that team as well. And look forward to seeing what uh, what they're going to be able to do with that momentum. And then Cup Series. I mean, my gosh, Tyler Reddick, three overtime starts. Each one just got more, more cringe because it was like, oh, can he hold it? He deserved it. He definitely deserved it. Was the class of the field all day. But, you know, as the restarts are just going to get wilder and wilder with everyone just going for broke uh, at that point, which is what we saw happen. It was like, oh, man, is he going to get spun out by somebody? Uh, is he going to slip in a turn or something like that? I, I mean, I am so glad to see that he was able to hold on and get that thing done. Uh, very emotional for Kurt Busch, if you were listening to it on the TV side of things, uh, as, as his old team and sponsor. Uh, I thought that was very cool. That was a cool moment on the TV side, which was awesome. Um, the turn one was crazy, as, as Jeremy talked about a little bit ago. You know, you had road course plus some short track racing in there a little bit, which was pretty cool. Bummer for Jimmy Johnson. Lap one, I feel like that team, uh, you know, needed to be able to go out there. And and I don't know they would have competed for the win, but maybe competed for a top 10, top 15, uh, especially with the limited starts that he's going to have. Uh, being out on lap one is, is definitely a bummer there. Um, but looking at where we're at right now, you know, six races in. Uh, we've got Lagana with a win, Reddick with a win, Stenhouse with a win. Kyle Busch has one win. Realistically, though, uh, it wouldn't be out of the question. He could have three wins right now. And then you've got Byron with two wins outside the top 16. So it's it's boomer bust for William Byron right now, which is crazy. So a couple questions, thoughts, knowing that we've got a lot of road courses uh, still left, so to speak, from a percentage standpoint. Uh, you know, 
what's too many road courses? And, and I talked about this last season. I've talked about a little bit this season in terms of what's that saturation level that's just too much is, is I think it's five or six this year, which, which seems fairly, fairly decent. I can get behind that. Uh, obviously the COVID year where I think we had eight, you know, that was, you know, NASCAR just needed to get 36 races in, which I totally get at, you know, I, I don't think you can judge against eight races that year, whether that's too many, not enough, uh, just under the circumstances that we were in, but, you know, present and, and looking forward, what's too much, what's the, what's that sweet spot. And I feel like, NASCAR did the right thing with with getting rid of the the stages for the road courses. And I'm going to get into your guys's takes here in just a minute. Um, you know, I know a lot of you would like to see them gone, you know, altogether, you know, no matter what type of track it is. But uh, it was a good start here with the road courses to, as Jeremy said, you know, create a little bit more strategy versus, you know, what everybody knows we're going to do is either the stage points or come in for track position. So uh, I think that definitely helped. Uh, that helped get some of the excitement back in the road courses to where I feel like if you had five or six road courses under, you know, the old format to where we had stage breaks, you know, probably two or three is your saturation point to where that that's too many. Uh, but I think with doing what NASCAR did, I, th I think five or six is, is good. Uh, I think that's a good representation, especially since they're adding some new some new markets within that as well. Uh, Coda, obviously, we've been to before, but it's it's a newer market. It's a newer track that NASCAR hasn't gone to for, you know, 30 years, which I think is good. Um you know, so I think NASCAR adding new markets with the road courses is, is kind of a, a double win, if you will. And and that's a, a good thing for the sport, for a new fan base, crossover, all of that stuff there. So uh, I, I think five or six is good, provided that we continue to get good content like we did this weekend. I know the three overtime starts became a, a cluster, but up until that point, uh, you know, we, we had a good race uh, th that was pretty good. Uh, you know, I know we had, you know, Chastain doing Chastain things. We had, um, you know, Bowman doing Bowman things that everyone was was ragging out there on social media. But, uh, you know, nonetheless, I, I think it was a, a, a pretty successful road course uh, weekend this past weekend. So uh, with that said, uh, let's get to your guys's response to the question of did the elimination of stage yellows improve the track racing? Did it remove the predictability of road course racing for you guys and get your thoughts? All right. You guys had a lot to say, which is awesome. I appreciate when you guys respond in mass quantities. That means it was a good question. So I love it. Uh, Scott at 1985 Wagner. Yes, you have to figure eight laps gained each race. That's a sixth of the truck race. When was the last time fuel strategy was needed on a road course? Now, if they would not count stage laps on the rest of the races, so racing the distance instead of uh, eight putts around the laps uh, would be perfect. Oh, Scott, man. So I'll get to all of that in a minute. Uh, Brian at Storm and B81. It did until the endless overtimes, LOL. Andrew at Racing Cants, a resounding yes. Time to ditch them at Pocono, too. Any track where you can pit and not lose a lap doesn't need a stage caution. In fact, we don't need we don't need stages at all, but beggars can't be choosy. Uh, I, I think you all are about to see a trend here. Colin at Colin underscore with underscore cars. 
I think the elimination of stage racing is an excellent move, and NASCAR would be wise to make it all the way for future races. Uh, all three races were excellent without the use of, quote, fun flags. I love it. And all I could think about was Sheldon uh, Cooper from the Big Bang Theory, fun with flags there. Uh, Dave at Real David Khan, I felt it was better. There is strategy to both, but figuring things out, not knowing when you're going to get a caution makes for better racing, or at least on the ovals. Don't count the caution laps at stage breaks. Amen. Can I get an amen? I've been saying that since we started doing this. Again, I'll get to it in a minute. Uh, EJ43 at uh, Pettyfan4398. Yes, NASCAR needs to remove all stage racing from every event. Trend is growing, everyone. James at JJW5229. It worked perfectly. In fact, get rid of stage breaks for all tracks. Side note, changing overtime rule to a one-lap shootout on road courses. Uh, road courses are long enough that cautions for debris and overtime are avoided like what happened today. I hear that one. Jason at JA Stone 29 if they're going to do stage racing with minimal practice, if they're lucky, then they need to do stage breaks even at road courses. There, Jason's got the the first uh, against the grain, if you will. Uh, Jess, an Iowa NASCAR fan, the strategy it creates outweighs the fact that they could or do get spread out at times much better. Kenny at NASCAR Kenny made it a ton better. Comers and goers, pit strategy, exactly why NASCAR won't go back to it. Uh, Matt at Camper News Net, I think that it did make it more exciting, especially with the pit strategy, and NASCAR should consider keeping the stages, but eliminating the stage break cautions. Matthew at CH9SE Fan, all it did was make the stage pointless. It didn't create any more strategy than it replaced and just spread the race out. So bad we needed a caution for dirt, LOL. Well, didn't like it. If only for RC fine, I'd rather get rid of the restart zone altogether instead of stage breaks. That that would definitely be interesting if we got rid of the restart zone. That's that's for sure. And then what would poor Geico do? Who, who knows what Geico would do? Uh, Patty at PJ Coy. Hell yeah. From someone at the race, get rid of all of them at every race. Rob at Robert Riggs one back to unknown stops and true pit strategy. Loved it with a twist to stage points. It was very interesting until the carnage. Uh, another Rob at Rob S thirty five zero two two four six eight. We're just missing a niner in there. Yes, it left it to pit strategy driver ability setup. I think they should get rid of all stage breaks, all tracks. If they want to give stage points, do it the way they did it today. Then and last but not least, like I said, you guys came strong, which I love it. Uh, Scotty at uh, Scotty D2448. It felt like an old road course race for old fans. I think most liked it. For new, why not? Loved watching the different strategies slowly play out over the race and watching a race naturally progress. I love it. Okay. What does the old professor have to say? Uh, I, I mean, I've kind of alluded to it already. I absolutely loved it. I thought it was the perfect play for NASCAR. Uh, I would agree doing it at a place like Pocono would make complete sense as well. Um, you know, I've, I've been a big proponent of NASCAR making changes uh, to improve the entertainment, the quality of entertainment for the fans to keep drawing people to the track, to the viewers, uh, you know, or to attract viewers to the TV, all of that. Uh, you know, I know a lot of people do not like the playoff format. They, they'd want they want the old traditional points format. And I totally get that, um, you know, but as the sport evolves, you know, I, I am totally on board with the with the playoffs and the playoff points and stages, all of that. Um, and I'm even fine, 
You want to give me stage breaks? Fine, give me stage breaks at you know the mile and a half, the two miles, whatever the case may be. Uh, but as someone said, uh, you know, the fun with flags and the true distance, uh, that's always been my hiccup where it's I want to have if it's if it's, you know, 40 laps, stage one, 40 laps, stage two. It's not 40 laps for stage two. It's it's probably 35 laps for stage two. Uh, so I've always been on the side of not counting the caution laps for the stage breaks. You want to count them for, you know, on track incidences, debris, accidents, wrecks, uh, you know, a tire rolls out from pit road. Totally get it. Fine. That's a what I define as a natural caution. We got to count the laps against that. No problem. That's what we've done. I can get on board with that. But the stage cautions to me, uh, you know, like I said, I, 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 you're going to advertise stages 35 laps. Well, they ain't taking the green with 30 or 40 laps. You know, they're taking it after, you know, however many laps, depending on the style of track we're at. And, and we're losing those towards that particular stage. So uh, that that's where I'm, I'm at there. But I think it made a world of difference and all about it. And looking forward now uh, to the rest of the road courses that we have on the schedule. All right, let's do a little lap traffic social media before we get into our first of two catching up with lap traffic segments. Uh, make sure you check out the website, thelaptrafficpodcast.com, Facebook, Lap Traffic Podcast, TikTok, Twitch, Instagram, Twitter, all at Lap Traffic PC. Leave a review. Go on Apple iTunes right now. First person, first person that goes and screenshots and tells me that they've left a review, I'll send you a lap traffic t-shirt. Let's let's see how deep people are listening into the show. So first person that does that, uh, I will send you a T-shirt. Uh, I also have that awesome giveaway going on. Got about, I think, 80 followers to go. Got an awesome lap traffic NBC prize pack to send out to you. So thanks for all the retweets, follows. Keep it up. And make sure you're following at Atlanta Racing at the Throwback Brand. Some new follower shout outs to Jay Medor at Navy Redneck. Thank you for your service, sir. NASCAR King at Colin Diaz, big NASCAR fan. Thomas Tickner at Thomas Florida Lightning and Tampa Bay's fan. And I got to assume a NASCAR fan if you followed the Lap Traffic podcast. Don't forget, I got stickers and koozies for free. Shoot me a DM on Twitter. Uh, email me. Fill out the contact page on the website. I'll send one out to you. I've got hoodies, T-shirts, all that available on the website, thelaptrafficpodcast.com. That's where you can find all the fantasy updates as well. And like I said, normally we'd be doing some weather is in seasons past, but we're doing that on Twitter spaces now. So be on the lookout for some updates there on when we're going to do that this week. And let's get into it. Let's talk to a couple uh, couple people that were at CODA this weekend. Catching up with Lap Traffic. All right, Lap Traffic Nation, it is time for part one of our two-part uh, Catching Up with Lap Traffic this week, which I'm very excited about. I mean, CODA's a, a special track. It's a big race weekend, and so it, it, it deserves some extra attention with some of our listeners that actually made it out there. So joining me on the line, you can follow him at Lost underscore 10 mm socket. It is Jeremy. What's up, man? How are you? Hey, hey, it's it's good to uh, catch up with you, man. It's it's been an exciting uh, long race weekend, so it's it's time to finally cool down and um man, it's just it's been a lot. Monday's yeah. that cool down lap, right? <laughs> That's right. It is <laughs> cool down Monday. Yes, I love it. Um are you from the the uh Coda area, if you will, or you know, did you have yes. to make a trip? 
I live about an hour and a half north, so we were we were there for Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, and every day we just drove an hour and a half each way, you know, okay. to make it. It is okay. worth it. That's a commitment, yeah. man. Oh yeah, that is a commitment to make that kind of. I've because I'm about ninety minutes from MIS, and there were there have been a couple times where you know you make that drive, you know, to and from Friday. Uh, Saturday yeah. and Sunday, and and that'll that'll burn you up. That's no well, doubt about that. Well, you know, one thing, uh, Texas is a pretty big sp- state, so a lot of people have been here for a while. You know, we're kind of used to having to drive a long amount of time to get anywhere. Fair enough. So, yeah, so I'm used to it. So, uh, how was the the traffic going in and out on uh, all three days there? I imagine Friday was probably a little light, but uh, how was Saturday and Sunday? Yeah, Coda is known for getting pretty busy, and the the traffic in and out is not the best setup. So, with that in mind, and also with just wanting to get a full days of activities um, out of each day, I was there early. I was oh. I was showing up early sure. each morning and kind of beat the traffic. And as soon as the track was opening up and things were starting up, I was right there, You're ready to go, in there. taking it all yeah. in, enjoying the sights and sounds, and uh, the yes. smells and. All that yes. comes with being at the racetrack. That's that's awesome. Uh, have right. you been there for any other events other than NASCAR? This is my first time ever being at the track. In fact, the reason I went Friday before uh, X, the Xfinity Truck Series and then Cup on uh, Sunday was we went Friday to go get our uh, get our tickets and passes all lined up and then kind of learn like where do we even go in? Like we've, we've never been here before. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah. I uh, you know. Michigan obviously feels like home for me, but the you know times like when I went to Chicago or Richmond, it's 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 really weird when it's like I should feel like home here because it's a NASCAR race, but it's it's a <laughs> it's a new area and it's like man, you know, you look like a rookie, like hey, where do we right. go in at, man? <laughs> right, right, yeah. I don't like looking like a rookie in front of a lot of people, so exactly. I had to get that out of the way early. Yes, yeah. yes, I'm with you there for sure. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay, so. You drove in and out. So did you did you tour around the area much? Did you find any cool restaurants? What you know anything in and around the track that you did? No, we there's not actually. So when they bought the track, um, they just bought it on some land, and you can kind of tell when you get out there why they bought the track there because there is nothing. nothing. I mean, there's nothing. So they obviously got some cheap land when they bought that track. Okay, fair enough. That but makes sense. <laughs> I, I I have heard rumor that there's a there are a couple. Um, Mexican restaurants that are right there behind the track, and I've heard rumor that both got very good food. Excellent, excellent. So, like, yes. where's the nearest hotel that you saw coming in? Like, is that that was that a, that would have been a hike, I imagine, too, um, right? Yeah, I want to say the closest hotel that that I'm aware of is probably about 30 minutes north. Okay. Yeah. Okay, that makes sense. Um, yeah. Let's see here. So, what got you into racing? How long have you been a fan? Or you know what? Back on the hotel thing, real quick. Yeah. One thing I thought was interesting about the track: there's actually a hotel at the track. There's, they call it the the uh, the paddock is above the garages. Okay. And I'd always wondered what that building was like. Why is there like a two story building above the garages? That's a hotel. It's a Fairmont hotel. No. Those kidding. are all those are all hotel suites. That's cool. So yeah, sorry to touch back on that. Oh no, you're good. Yeah. You're good. You're good. Yeah. Uh, so what got you into racing, man? I've been a fan of racing since I was uh, probably about 96, 97. My uncle got me into racing. You know, we were both uh, big Earnhardt fans together. Okay. And, you know, I guess Earnhardt is kind of what got me into it. That's very cool. Very cool. Yeah. Um, have you been to – what are some other tracks you've been to? 
I've only been in one other track. Well, two other tracks. I've been to the Texas Motor Speedway race. Okay. And then I've been to Daytona Motor Speedway and come to think of it, Talladega. But those were not race day events. Fair enough. Okay, cool. Very right. cool. Uh, who's your driver now? Man, I, I've actually got a few. There's a few okay. I like, but right now I'm a I'm a big Chastain fan. I I like it. I like it when he gets out there and he you know he he roughs him up. He's not afraid to get his elbows dirty. You know, he's not afraid to get up there and do what he's got to do to win. And sometimes it causes a little bit of controversy. But you know, I mean, we kind of need a little controversy, right? That's what that's what keeps things interesting. You know, I mean, Listen, it's like I'm he likes you. to tell people, "Are you not entertained?" You know, right? No, I'm with you. You know, I and I've. I've said this a few times on the show over the last, you know, couple years in terms of, you know, he was such the Cinderella story when he was at Nice Motorsports. Everybody loved him. Uh, he right. had the deal go south with Chip Ganassi, and mm -hmm. everyone was so bummed for him. And now he, he finally got what everybody wanted, and everyone's just giving him shit for it. And I'm like, you all wanted him. Like, and, and so I love, yes. I'm with you. I, I am, you know, I'm, I'm a Chastain fan. You know, I'm, I'm all about him going and, and you know. He, he's he knows he's got a win to keep his, his his ride and all of that and he's he's doing right. what he can so no i'm right i i can get behind it i mean obviously there's some aggressive moves he's done that probably haven't been the smartest and um you sure. know, i'll be the first to admit that too but it's like you know sure. what you know uh, three years ago everyone was all on the chastain bandwagon and now everyone's off it so i i'm right. staying on <laughs> right and you know you know what's funny is that for a while there i wasn't really a big hamlin fan like i don't like him you know and then especially when i start seeing chastain i'm like yeah that's right you get a chastain right <laughs> but now hamlin has got this podcast so i'm starting to hear what he's got to say like he he really seems like off the track like a decent kind of like just regular guy's guy like he's he's got his own opinion and he's not afraid to express it and all that but as much as I'm starting to like, he's growing on me. Nah, still get him chest and do your thing. Right, I'm with you. I am with you. That's that's very cool. Um, yeah. What uh, you got? Any other races uh, on the on the calendar? Yes. Yeah, so we're going to Texas Motor Speedway this fall. Awesome. Yes. Very cool. Yeah. Very cool. Texas gets Texas takes some heat, man. What? Uh, yeah. You know, are you a fan of Texas? And if you are, that's okay. There's nothing wrong with that. But Texas, <laughs> Texas gets some heat, man. You know, um, I mean, yeah, it, it, unfortunately it is kind of a boring track and unfortunately that they do need to do a few things, but you know, um, we don't really have a lot of racing in Texas, surprisingly, as far as, you know, uh, circle tracks go. Sure. So I'm at the point right now where I will take what I can get. And if it's a boring race, well, you know what? It's better than nothing for me. It's a, it's a, but, it's a weekend at the track, man. That's a weekend right. at the tracks better than no weekend at the track. Right. But but I, but I am kind of in the background hoping to do something for that track to make it a little more entertaining, liven it up. Sure. Uh, back yeah. Dakota for a minute. Uh, you know, talk about the, you know, the facility itself, obviously a little newer. Uh, you know, mm -hmm. what was the fan zone like? What was concessions like? You know, talk a little bit about that for someone that might be thinking about going there next year. Yeah, yeah. So the fan zone was, um, the fan zone was, is okay. I, I would give it maybe a, I don't know, maybe a seven out of 10, you know, I've, I've been to better ones, but I've also, you know, it wasn't the worst one either. Sure. It kind of, it kind of had what you'd expect. There's all the trucks there to buy any merchandise you wanted to go buy. Um, they were all parked right there together. So it was, a, it was a nice little walk. And then of course they had the vendors and some vendors were giving out free things and, you know, some were more just trying to get your information and sure. you know, see what you could do. But they, they did have some pretty cool shows there. We, we saw one show where it was a, a jet ski acrobatic team. I mean, that's, that's kind of crazy. That's cool. They, 
they had a armadillo t uh, racing, which I mean, hey, go Texas, you know, <laughs> you do you, Texas, right? <laughs> <That's awesome>. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> and then um, they they surprised us at the last minute with the watermelon drop from the tower, which yeah, uh, that was um, cool. I was kind of bummed out they didn't do it when there's going to be fans at the track, but I also understand that they probably were not sure what the wind was going to do with the watermelon and didn't want anyone getting hurt with a flying watermelon. Yep, yep. So, but um, no, yeah. So the fan zone, it 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 had a, a lot going on, but you know, to be honest, when I first bought my tickets, you know, I, I got a couple of tickets um for the race, and then I wound up winning a sweepstakes, which gave me a VIP upgrade. So. Very I cool. was up with a fan zone for a little bit, you know, doing some of that. But for the majority of the race, I was actually down in the pits with the haulers and the drivers and, you know, kind of all, all the cars. Very cool. So you so you yeah. had the uh, – uh, what are they calling it now? I think they're calling it a VIP pass or something like that. Right, yeah. Okay. Yes, I won I won the VIP pass through Ziegler Racing. They're, they're actually giving out um, two more this year. If you all tune in with, with Ziegler Racing to their, their Twitter page and Instagram, they're going to be giving one out to Chicago and one out to – I think maybe um, Road America, maybe. I'm not sure. I think it's not a road course, though. Very cool. Right. That's very cool. Um, so talk about that. I mean, because, you know, when when you get that for the first time, that's a whole different, you know, fan experience. So how was right. your experience behind the garage? Were you, you know, were you aw awestruck, you know, being back there, uh, seeing them, you know, thrash away on the cars, seeing the drivers just casually walking throughout, all that good stuff? Yeah, you know, it, it was crazy how um like everybody was just so available. If you wanted to if you wanted to walk up to somebody and just get a quick picture and all that cuz you don't get to you see these guys on TV all the time root for them, but you, it's hard to get to see them in person. Sure. I mean, they were just so available to like just walk up to them and like, you know, maybe do a, a handshake or a fist bump and a quick picture, maybe maybe exchange a few words and then you know you're both on your way and it's like, you know, like I, I saw, you know, of all people I've always wanted to meet Michael Waltrip. I've met Michael Waltrip. He signed a diecast, got a picture, and, you know, we moved on. You know, he's a really nice guy. Um, I got to meet – I can't tell you how many drivers. Between the, the truck drivers, the Xfinity, the Cup drivers, I mean, I, I met so many drivers. It was just a great time. And then, of course, Team Ziegler, they were just – you know, I'm used to in motorsports, you'll get a VIP upgrade for things, but it's usually maybe some nicer seats or you may get something with your ticket package. Sure. No, they – they rolled the red carpet out. Like That's awesome. when, when team Ziegler says they're going to give you, or, or Ziegler racing says they're going to give you the VIP treatment. Like they are not lying. It was, I was doing things I never even expected I would be doing. It was great. <laughs> that's yes. awesome, man. Yes. Uh, very, very glad you got to have that experience. That's that's very cool. Um, yes. Well, listen, man, uh, keep in touch, and uh, maybe we'll get you back on when you uh, go to Texas in the fall. Yeah, for sure. Definitely. Awesome, yep. man. Thank you so much. All right. That was Jeremy there. Uh, we had Jeremy Clements and, and listener Jeremy. That's awesome. And we got one more. Like I said, Coda was cool. And, and I want to, you know, I want to get as many people involved with this segment as possible. So uh, if, you, if you're going to a race and you want to come on and talk about it with me, uh, you know, just hit me up and we'll get you on. And right now I've got Donna. Donna uh, was on the show back uh, with the countdown to episode 300 at the end of last year. Donna's awesome. Big supporter of the show. She goes to a ton of races. So let's hear what Donna has to say about Coda. 
All right, Lat Traffic Nation, like I said, uh, Coda is such a big race that it, it, it warrants two segments of catching up with Lat Traffic this week. So uh, joining me back on the line, she made her first appearance uh, at the end of last season with all of the listener call-in shows. You can follow her on Twitter at I Love Fast Tracks. It's Donna. Donna, what's up? How are you? I'm very well. Thank you for uh, good to talk to you again. Yes, really great. good to... Yeah. Great to have you back on the show. Uh, you were at Coda. You get around. You go to all of the tracks, which is awesome. Uh, you you definitely um, do some stuff for the fans of the sport as well, which is so cool. I love that. We can get into all of that here. But um, let's let's talk about Coda. What did you think of the the facility, the the experience? What what made you want to go there? Well, you know what. Um... I've never been to a, a road course, so okay. this was my first. Cool. And I have, I'm going to be perfectly honest with you. It's not my kind of racing. Sure. Um, it's it's hard to, to enjoy the race when you can't see the race. Yep. yep. Uh, we, had, we were sitting up in turn 12, the sun directly in our faces getting sunburnt to no end. Sure. Uh, and you could see them coming in. Uh, into 12 and and then around 12 into 13 and that but other than that you you couldn't see much so um also being down in the garage around the pits you can't see the track when they go past the pits oh no kidding yeah so you're behind the pit boxes and the only time you can see the cars is when they stop for a pit stop or they start back up to turn one yeah wow that's crazy yeah i mean i i'm kind of like i love to watch them on tv but, you know, that's I, I mean, I know everyone talks about how awesome Watkins Glen is and what an atmosphere and all that, which, you know, I'm not opposed to going and checking that out. But there are definitely some other tracks that I got to get to before that. You know what I well, mean? I did, yeah, I did talk to a few of my few, uh, crew member friends that said Watkins Glen is a better track than this one. OK, as far as far as the fans. Yeah. And if you're if you're not into a lot of walking, you don't want to go to this because don't go to <laughs> it is walking, walking, walking. Yes. Um, a lot of walking. So now, what about a Roval? Like, would you go to a Roval race? Oh yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I, I would that. do that. Yeah. If I can see that. Yeah. It's just that, you know, it's very frustrating when you want to see what's going on and you have to watch the big screens yep. because you can't see anything. I, I could stay home and do that. Sure. Sure. <laughs> I'm with you there. I'm with you there. Uh, what about like the, uh, you know, talk about the, where'd you stay? Where did you camp? Did you hotel? Where, where'd you stay at? We small. We stayed in a small town, probably about population, probably about fifteen thousand people, called Lockhart. Okay. It's it's twenty miles from the, the track, very accessible, getting in and out. Awesome. Um, it's right on the main street in Lockhart, with walking to every restaurant you can think of. Okay. So once we were at our hotel, we walked to a nice breakfast place. Of course, we did. We had to do the Texas barbecues. Sure. And we found a really good one next to our hotel. And uh, down the down the street, a couple blocks, there was an, a fabulous Mexican restaurant. Excellent. So you know, there's lots of food, but I suggest you know a lot of people stayed in Austin. I flew into San Antonio and drove to to Lockhart. Okay. Which which is about an hour. Okay, that's not bad. That's not so, bad. but Lockhart's a nice little town. It's got everything you can think of, and it's like I said, 20 minutes to get to the track. Uh, I suggest if you're going to go to Coda to invest in the uh, parking lot A reserve parking because it's right behind the grandstands. 
and uh, it's 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 the first lot as you go in through it to the the track. Okay. So you're you're in and you're out really quick. I didn't sit in traffic at all. Oh, the cool. whole weekend. Nice. That's always a plus, right? Like that's well, yes. That that's a big thing for people. You know, like I remember back in the day, growing up as a kid at Michigan, like it just taken hours to get out of there because they didn't really have much traffic control going on back in the day but now now it's not so bad uh chicago was a breeze to get in and out of i feel like um a couple years ago so yeah, las vegas was las vegas was five hours one time for us oh man I, because I they're trying to get back in yeah they're trying to get back into the strip so uh-huh. When I go to Vegas, I don't. I stay in Mesquite, which okay. is the other way. Yeah, uh, <laughs> but, yeah. But anyway, yeah. as far as Coda, as Coda goes, yeah, it's um, it was great to experience it. Okay. Um, I just don't know that I would go back. Sure. Uh, like a, a lot of walking, a lot of walking, and then, um, if you have, if you happen to be lucky enough to be in the garage area, there is nothing in there for the fans. There's no refreshments. There's no water to buy there's no food to buy there's nothing no kidding so if you get you could get dehydrated in that 80 some degree temperature and you have to go back out clear under the front of the the track wow to get anything that's a hike yeah yeah so Hmm, i just felt that that was kind of you know not (laughs) cool for well they're they're missing out on well yeah money too because you know people want uh ease and accessibility so you know right right that's uh Oh, it's here. I can get it. All right. Yeah, I'll do it kind of thing. For sure. Yeah, for sure. Um, what's uh, what's the next race, Donna? Where are you going next? Uh, I'll be going to Gateway okay. Worldwide Technology. Uh, that's, cool. you know, I've, uh, this was this is my second race this year. Um, and, you know, I, I think I'm going to five or six. I can't remember. But th- that's the next one. I've got to stay home for a while. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we always I always go with a friend yeah. and we always say it's a girl's weekend. Excellent. And uh we always say that if our husbands want, we just, our husbands don't want to go. So we say, if you want to see us, just watch TV. There you go. Because. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong no, with that. No, no. Excellent. Um, how was, uh, you know, the, the, the fan zone or, you know, all of that stuff? To, was that, yeah, the fan uh, zone. Was, yeah, we walked over there a couple times. And now they do have, you know, your regular over in a fan zone, you've got more of the food for, for people. And it's just the track food. It's pizza and hot dogs and yeah. nachos and that kind of things and the merchandise traders and there were some rides there um ferris wheel and some other things okay and a nice little kids section with a little kids roller coaster and that kind of thing um then the stage is over there for the drivers to appear the chevy and the toyota and yeah so that was kind of nice um just like any other track though i feel they need to train their their employees for the weekend a little better than they do because half the people there don't know what what's going on and they can't answer your questions. Yes. Yes. So uh, I can't tell you how many times, you know, when, when you're walking around a racetrack in, in dress pants and a polo, uh, you know, odds are you've been there more than once. And so people kind of assume that I can't tell you how many times <laughs> people have come up to me and asked, Hey, do you know where such and such is? And have been able to, <laughs> at least even if it's at a track that I've only been to a couple, you know, once or twice, you know, just being there, you you know. So if it's someone that has, you know, it's their first race, whatever, you can kind of 
give them the lay of the land a little bit better than, than most. Which yeah. Is, which yeah. Is funny. Well, well, I think the biggest issue was, you know, they, they post the gates open at 1230. This was on Friday. The gates open at 1230. So we waited till the gates opened and we went over to, to, to the tunnel to okay. go over into the garage. Yeah. And when we got there, the girl says, nobody but employees after 1230 allowed through the tunnel to the garage. And I said, wait a minute. Well, how else are you <laughs> supposed to get there? I said, that's what I said to her. And she says, well, you have to go down that way somewhere. Somewhere. So I walked <laughs> so I walked down there and I finally found somebody that worked at the track and I said, uh, you know, this is what's going on. And she couldn't find it in the rule book anywhere. So she said, Let me get a golf cart and I'll take you into the garage. Oh nice. I said, Oh, that's great. Okay. Yeah. So she says, Stay right here. And we stood there and we waited and some and some other people stopped her and had the same issue. And she went over and with them, and next thing I know, she's walking off with them and left us standing there. Oh, 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 that's so hard. I'm like, OK, maybe we'll just follow her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. So we fought. Yeah, we followed her over to the tunnel and then she gave all those people in that group a, a, a pass thing to go up into the, the, the tower. Yeah. You know, the observation deck thing. Yep. But, but we didn't get any. Oh, <laughs> man. Well, that's that's a a bummer of an experience. You know, when, when you spend money to go bit. travel, uh, you know, because it's. It's it's one thing to just drive to a track, you know, to, to get on a plane, hotel accommodations. When you're making that kind of an investment, uh, you know, you definitely want to have a little bit better of, a, right. of an experience there. But uh, I yeah, know well, it, I will, it will not deter you. I know that. Oh, no, it won't. Because I went to guest services and I talked to them a little bit. And she said, weren't you the lady that, that she was helping? And I said, yeah. Did you see her walk away from me? And she said, yeah, I did. <laughs> and so she handed me four passes to go up into the observation deck oh very nice all right little so i use we use two and i gave two to somebody else awesome so very cool (laughs) very cool um all right well donna uh maybe we'll see it at gateway down the road and uh again thanks for all that you do for the sport i think it's it's awesome your interaction on social media uh and and the stuff that you do trying to get uh access for for people that wouldn't otherwise be able to which is very cool so well absolutely and i don't want anybody to be deterred from what i said go try the track maybe you'll like it yeah oh absolutely you know yeah you know maybe it's your kind of race i'm just telling you it's not for me hey nothing wrong with that at all that's, that's right that's why we're doing these to get different takes and perspectives for everybody which is which is very cool uh donna maybe we'll catch up with you in a couple races here and again thanks for calling in and we'll talk thank to you, you brandon soon. of course all right little little different perspective there for donna and hey i get it uh, not every track is going to be a home run for everybody and again that's why i love doing this so that you guys can can help make your plans and and you know decide hey you know what this person loved that track that's a great perspective i'm gonna go or you know what uh i'm gonna push that one down on the list and and maybe move another one up there and that's a-okay i love that love the feedback love the response love that i've been able to have at least one person on the show uh for for each track this year that's that's so awesome and again if you're going and you want to come on the show the following week uh, let me know. We can record Monday, Tuesday, and and drop it in for the show and keep making great content. That's that's what I love. That's why I'm here for seven seasons. Let's keep it going. All right, Lap Traffic Nation, let's close this thing out with a little Lap Traffic Fantasy. Just a reminder, get your picks in by 5 o'clock Eastern Standard Time on Thursday. Check the website if you need to see who you've got available at the LapTrafficPodcast.com. Click the fantasy link as, as we are getting deeper into the season. 
A lot of players have used both their Zane Smith picks in the Truck Series. They've used both Justin Allgaier picks in the Xfinity Series. So make sure you check to see who you've still got available. Joining me on the line right now, first-time caller on the show. Uh, he's just started playing the league this year. You can follow him on Twitter at F one fantasy It's Andrew Yu. What's up, man? How are you? Hey, happy to be here. Uh, happy to be Welcome, welcome. Jimmy. Yeah. Nice job this week with the picks, man. You, I mean, there's not too too many times has somebody picked all three. Uh, so so nicely done there. You, you skyrocketed up in the bonus points as well. Um, Andrew, how'd you find out about the league, man? Yeah, and so uh, I guess I found out about the league. Um, I'm a big Twitter. I started using the Twitter a lot last year, and so I think I just you know scrolled through Twitter and I saw you guys the Lap Traffic podcast, and I saw Fantasy last year, and I didn't really want to participate since I think it was around the middle of the season since sure. the, of the Fantasy season. So I just waited until 2023, and yeah, I threw in my picks at, starting at Daytona, and uh, yeah, I've done pretty well so far. Absolutely, I love it. Well, that's awesome. Uh, hopefully, you uh, can continue to kick it and uh, you'll get yourself a custom lap traffic trophy here at the end of the year. So um, it's always a good time. The, the competition definitely heats up on, on Twitter. There's definitely some smack talk uh, with those that make the playoffs for sure there. So that's awesome, man. Glad you found the show. Uh, my picks of Ben Rhodes was looking fantastic until uh, the last lap. And my pick of John Hunter Nemechek was looking really good until the last lap. Uh, but Bowman squeezed out some decent points for me. I 91 points for me i'll take that man like i said you we, we get the broom out for you you swept the weekend 157 points um but the the great thing is you know there is not much point separation between like 10th place 20th 25th uh it's only about 30 points which a lot of people doubled up on dinger in both cup and xfinity it paid off in Xfinity. It was a bus pick on the cup side of things. Uh, same thing uh, with uh, not Jimmy Johnson, but John uh, um, Blank. Anyways, it, boom and bust. It's a lot of up and down, a lot of movement in the league still going on right now. Um, Andrew, what do you think of Coda this weekend? Did you get to watch any of the racing? Oh, yeah. I watched all three races. And uh, Coda, yeah, it definitely was a, you know, it was pretty exciting. Had a lot of drama between all three series. You know, in the truck race, you had a good battle between Zane Smith, Kyle Busch, and Ross Chastain. And then Xfinity, you had that little battle between Creed and AJ. Sad to see Creed getting spun out, but he still came back to a 12th place finish. So great job to him. And then in the Cup Series, you had another good battle between Tyler Reddick and William Byron. They were battling out for the lead, and then Kyle Busch sneaked in for that second place finish but yeah that was a crazy uh three restarts there man i'm like man to hold on for three restarts between william byron who's on a tear kyle bush who can just pull off miracles at, at the drop of a dime uh and and for a young driver a young team uh for for them to be able to hold that poise through three restarts at a difficult track um i mean that 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 shows a lot of talent there and what we can expect from Tyler Reddick in the future. I thought that was awesome. Yeah, I mean, I was kind of getting a little bit nervous because I think a lot more of the drama in turn one happened in the cup race. You know, yes, I was you yes. know waiting for them to pile it in there. If someone spun, you know, we did have a few spins. Uh, some noticeable ones were Chastain and AJ and even Briscoe and Suarez. So, yeah, that was a very exciting, another exciting part of the Coda Cup race. A lot of talk on Twitter after the race in terms of, uh, you know, 
too many road courses, not enough road courses. What do you think? Do, do we have the sweet spot? Is there too many? Uh, what's, what's your take on how many road courses are on, on the schedule this year? If I remember my, if I remember correctly, I think we have around five or six road courses, which yep. I think it's pretty good uh, balance because I think it was like 2020 or 2021, we had around like eight to nine or yes. seven yes. to nine. Um, so I'm glad we down, dimmed down a little bit. I mean, I'm a good fan. I'm, I'm a fan of all racing, uh, even road courses. I kind of like a little bit more, but yeah, I think if you want to have a good balance, five to six is a really good amount. I am with you there. All right, let's hit our uh, top 10 right top now 10. in segment one. Currently in first is Matt uh, Browski with 608. Andrew, you're sitting in second with 583, along with Henry Fletcher. Uh, in third place is John Etwinsel, all the way in Australia with 579. Benton Wilson in fourth with 569. Mark Ludington in fifth with 556. Eldon in sixth with 555. Uh, G.R. Davison in seventh with 550. Chad Harrington in eighth with 548. Uh, Steven, DFS NASCAR guy in ninth, 539. And Joe Hewson wraps out our top 10 with 533. And our bonus points, Andrew, you are in first with seven bonus points. Uh, Matt is in second with five, and then Benton, GR, Henry Fletcher, Joe Houston, Mark Ludington, Robert Riggs all have four. Just about everybody's got at least one bonus point, which is awesome. Um, what do you say, man? You ready to make some picks? Yeah, let's do it. All right, Lab Traffic Fantasy players, we are headed to Richmond where Toyota has dominated, winning nine of the last 13 races there. Toyota has lacked some speed, though, at the start of the season. Will they get back to the winning ways this weekend? Will this race more like Phoenix? Will it race like the lackluster Richmond races we've seen over the last couple of years? We'll find out this weekend. But first, it's time for our picks. Andrew, start with you in the truck series. Who do you got? Yeah, so the trucks are going to Texas, and I'm going to take Ty Majeski in the number 66 Ford. Oh, dude, get off my sheet of paper because that's exactly who I have as Ty Majeski as well for the truck series. Um, all right, Xfinity, who are you rolling with this weekend? Xfinity, I have to go with the guy who was the bridesmaid last year in John Hunter Niemenchuk in the number eight. Well, last year he was the 18 car. This year he's in the 20 car for, okay. JG, for JGR. All right, we're two for two. Now, listen, anybody that's gone three for three with me, it's never panned out well because I always do horrible in my own fantasy league. So uh, I have John Hunter Niemenchuk as well. He had a horrible week this past week. Very rarely does he have back-to-back weeks, so I was doubling down with him. Um, all right, let's see if we're going to go three for three. Uh, do you want me to go first just in case you want to change it? <laughs> sure, you can go first. All right, I'm going to go with the 11 of Denny Hamlin, always solid at Richmond, and, uh, you know, just looking for a solid points day. Uh, Andrew, who do you have for your cup pick? Actually, yeah, my pick was going to be the number 11, Denny Hamlin. So we were going to go for three for three, but I'm going to throw out another name, and that name is the winner of the fall race, I guess you could say, the summer race, uh, Kevin Harvick, the number four car for SHR. You know, I had contemplated him, uh, but I think I'm going to save him for Darlington, and uh, hopefully I, I can still rebound a little bit to where that's a good strategy pick there. So uh, that's too funny, but I'm confident that we would have done that because you're doing very well. Uh, so hopefully I don't jinx your picks and uh, I can at least climb up a little bit and get out of 30th place and, and maybe make it to the top page of the standings there. So, oh, man. Well, listen, thank you so much for calling in. Best of luck to you. And hopefully this isn't the last time we're talking on the show this season. Yeah, thank you so much for having me and hope to see you again for another podcast. Absolutely, man. Take care. We'll talk to you soon. Bye-bye. 
All right, Lap Traffic Nation, that is going to do it for a jam-packed episode 307 of the Lap Traffic Podcast. Check out the website, thelaptrafficpodcast.com, Twitter, at Lap Traffic PC. Huge thanks to Jeremy Clements, listener Jeremy, listener Donna, and Andrew Yu for calling into the show tonight. Let's see what we can get lined up for next week. Don't forget about WrestleMania this weekend. I'm jacked up for that one. Don't get caught chasing the lucky dog. Tune in each and every week to the Lap Traffic Podcast. See ya.